you guys, remember in our last episode when we said the cure is walking around with a tote bag and feeling your main character shit? Well, we did it. We went to the farmer's market. <laughs> we dressed up into some cutesy little outfits. Mind you, we're <laughs> we are in the suburbs in the middle of nowhere. It's not cute out here. People are wearing Lululemon shorts and tank tops. But we did not. We did not look. Like no, we belonged. Um, amongst the middle-aged moms, we were the black sheep. We basically shredded our way down the, the block, and <laughs> turned around and <laughs> went back. <laughs> but we did end up getting a crepe, which was crazy for me, and some juice. And we went and sat down, had a little photo shoot in the middle of all the babysitters and everything. It was a good time. Even if the produce is overpriced, I would The produce was so overpriced. <laughs> Who is buying strawberries for $17? <laughs> I saw them at Walmart today for like three bucks. And I'm like, and they were <laughs> I know we need to help the farmers, but like. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is your idea. What are we doing? I am quite nervy to release this episode, but here we are. In this episode, Faith finally opens up about some of her past trauma. We attempt to uncover what makes us perfectionists. We discuss the realities of panic attacks, and we give some real, real tips on what has helped us grow from our past perfectionist tendencies. By no means are we experts. Our only hope with this episode is to create a safe space where we can openly talk about sensitive topics through the lens of our perspectives so that you can have like-minded conversations. So enjoy the episode. Okay, so give me some backstory. To what? To your psychological problems. Mm, I don't want it. <laughs> you have to. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. The people that are listening, I know they're cool people. I know. I know they're hotties. But I'm nervous. Because what I want to talk about in today's episode is extremely personal. And I'm nervous about it, but I've, all, I've given it a lot of thought if mm-hmm. I want to talk about this or not. And I think it'll be good for people to hear because if I had heard this or if I heard this today, I think I'd cry and I don't know. I think it'd mean a lot. But I also don't know if a lot of people can relate to what I've been through. Okay. Mm, I'm nervous. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest. Just, well, you've been super vulnerable with your experiences so far. A little bit. No, You've been very vulnerable, more than anyone I know has ever been. Okay. That's not true. Don't put it's yourself right. down fine. like that. I just feel like I haven't really reciprocated that vulnerability. I don't know. You have to tell me. Like, to be honest, I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because I don't talk about it ever. Not even to you. And no, I, I just, tell you that, like, I literally tell you everything about my life. I, li- I, like, witness it, but I don't really know what's going on. There's days where I feel like I know it all. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, wait, none of that makes sense. And then later I'll feel like, oh, wait, it's all clicking. And then it's not. Yeah. Same with you, though. No, I feel like I know what's going on with you at all But, but you kind of <laughs> don't. But you do. Yeah. I keep it a lot to myself. It's so personal. It is. so. Mental health is such a personal thing. But I wish more people were vulnerable about it because it would help so many people out there. And it wouldn't be such a underground topic. Yeah. I've recently gotten a couple of my friends to open up about their mental health in their own ways. We've become closer because of it. And your friendship feels more organic and natural and real. 
And room to grow as people and help each other in the relationship. Exactly. If I say anything that you can relate to today, I feel like I'll have done my job with this podcast almost. What's the topic for today? Perfectionism at its finest. And a lot of people say, don't say that in an interview. Never say, oh, I'm a perfectionist. It's my biggest weakness. Because it's cringy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a perfectionist in, to a certain degree. Probably. But in certain it, aspects of their life. Yeah. But if you asked anyone in my life what's faith like, I guarantee you one of the things they would say is perfectionist. Yeah, I would. I, I was talking to my friend earlier today. We got coffee. She said, I'm an extreme perfectionist and we've grown up in similar environments. But she said, like, you are the biggest perfectionist that I know. Yeah. So. Ah, take the medal. <laughs> I'll take the medal for that one. She's a runner, she's a track star. But actually, it's something that I seriously struggle with and I don't like talking about. Yeah. Here we are talking about it. <laughs> I don't really know how to begin, but what areas of your life are you perfectionist in? Because I know you can be, it can be with work, it can be with how you look, it can be with, I don't know, family and friend relationships. So just tell Everything. us about it. Everything in my life is controlled by perfectionism. Are you sure everything though? Because your room looks like a pigsty. Right now, that's because I'm moving for college, sweetie, okay? I am not. <laughs> if it, I had my own way, no. But yeah, pretty much everything. You think like, oh, my environment might be messy, but to me, it's exactly how I need it because I'm afraid of moving things. I kind of took a deep dive on the internet recently trying to discover why I am the way I am. And I came to a couple conclusions. I, do now. I don't want it to sound like I'm playing the victim at all. Because I can hear someone in the back of my head right now saying, oh, she's playing the victim. You know, whatever. Yeah. But it's the only way that I've come to terms with it. Looking at anyone's trauma, I think you're continually looking back at it. Trying to understand what you've gone through and it continually changes your perspective on your past continually changes but this is just what I'm saying today is just where I'm at right now with what I've been through and how I deal with it right now no one can relate to this which is why I'm so afraid of opening up about it it's okay oh no I hope I don't fall (laughs) no I danced from the age of 2 to 16 in a pretty intense pre-professional company it was just an extremely negative, not uplifting environment. I still love it. You know, maybe that's also the trauma talking. I don't know. (laughs) Ironically, the aspects of a good dancer are also negative. For example, you're constantly striving for perfection. The whole art form is around the idea of perfectionism and you're never going to achieve it. But you're constantly trying to. I feel like the universe is working against me. And so you're always feeling like a failure. Constantly. And from instructors, you're constantly seeking reassurance. But we're, at least at my studio, you never got it. The teacher would never compliment you. So you're in this cycle of just always wanting reassurance and never receiving it. So imagine. Imagine. Why I am the way I am. <laughs> we are castaways. <laughs> it's an all or nothing attitude. People pleasing. All of those characteristics lead to things like eating disorders, anxiety, OCD, or at least heightening them. Other mental disorders emerge. It's extremely common 
for dancers to have some sort of mental struggles. It was at such a young age. And so you have to look at it like, why? Can I cry four times a week? I started therapy, I think, sixth or seventh grade. And it's like, that's so young. I remember you did not want to go. Because I didn't know what it was. I should have gotten it sooner. Like, I should have had it since probably fourth grade, honestly. But you were so resistant to it. You have to understand that. At, when I was in middle school, mental health was not something that was talked about. In health class, in, like, those, like, little lectures that they brought in people We for. have come so far as a society in talking about mental health. And at least when I was in middle school, it was not something that you talked about. I didn't even know what it was. So I thought there was something wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong. And it felt like a weakness at the time. So if you had therapy when you were younger, welcome to the club. And know that what I'm talking about right now is just the surface level of ballet. As a dancer, you're constantly striving for perfectionism. Give us some examples. Everything has to be perfect as a dancer from the angle of your head to the arch of your foot has to be perfect. And you're thinking about all these little aspects all the time. And for me, I fixated for some reason on my hair. For some reason, I thought I just wrapped all this perfectionism up and it invaded every single area of my life. And for some reason, my hair just became like the top of the peak of it all. That's something that you could try to make perfect. That's something that I felt like I could really control because I was told as a dancer, you have to look a certain way. I was always told I'm too tall and that's something that I couldn't control. For other girls, they were told they were too fat. For other girls, they were told that they their heads were too big or their hair was too light or whatever it would have been. For me, I was too tall. I couldn't control that, but I could control my hair. Yeah. And that had such negative effects, like physically negative effects on me. I was told multiple times that I had an eating disorder when I did not. But then when someone tells you you have an eating disorder, you think, oh, do I have an eating disorder? Mm -hmm. And that has negative effects. That fucks you up. I was just so stressed at such a young age that like my hair literally fell out. The stuff you put your hair through was heartbreaking to watch. Like, ridiculous. I can't even, like, talk about it because I don't want to. Yeah, I find it quite emotional. In, like, a cool way. Like, I had a massive bald spot on my head for years. And that's, like, traumatizing. I eventually got help. Didn't realize that I was getting help at the time, honestly. And I'm still not, like, over it, you know? Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, you're crying. Why are you crying? You didn't even do anything. No, I remember you would lock yourself in the bathroom until you had your hair perfect. Going through my head, I don't even know what was going through it. Honestly, I had panic attacks like all the time. And I would then go to class and work myself so hard and be praised for working so hard to the point where I had to sit down because I was so exhausted mentally and physically. And then I'd do it again the next day, like all over again. <laughs> I don't want to cry because it's like, this was seven years ago, I you know. know? Yeah, no, it's okay. This was so long ago now. I've been suffering. I suffered for 19 years. It's time for me to shake my ass on a yacht. And now when I think about why am I such a perfectionist today, it's like, no shit, you're a perfectionist. Yeah, right. 
I literally was groomed in a culture where that was my dream and ideal. And you can't escape that. A lot of girls that I know also feel this pressure to be a perfectionist. In a different way, like I feel like my environment is such an extreme hyperbolized example of perfectionism. But you know, that shit goes on in the world. There has to be other areas and sports that and also induce that. Two bananas for a pen, three bananas for a euro. <laughs> Wanna know our new favorite Etsy shop? No offense to our previous sponsors. You can find them at moonseamshop.com. They have Harry inspired merch, but it's like really low key so only the real ones would know. Otherwise, you just look like a fashion icon to all the outsiders. They have embroidered tees, crewnecks, and beanies, along with really cute stickers. They also do custom orders, which is perfect for your Harry Stan friend. We all have one. We all do. My favorite has got to be the introverted but willing to discuss Harry Styles. Mine is the we gotta get away from here with little stars and moons embroidered. Ah! Cutesy! Uh, She's a cutesy little lazybug. Use code TPWK10 for 10% off your entire order. At moonseamshop.com and you can follow them at moonseamshop on Instagram. That is TPWK10 in all capital letters for 10% off your order. Two bananas for a penguin, three bananas for a euro. <laughs> I don't perceive you as a perfectionist at all. I th- you're the one to tell me, Faith, relax, you're fine. Yes. But then you're saying that you are a perfectionist. How are you a perfectionist? So I'm not saying I'm a perfectionist, and I don't want to can, like compare my problems to what you've been through because that's not fair. Everybody has their own story. But your issues are valid too. So yeah. don't, don't put yourself down fun. like that. The only way perfectionism plays into my life is how I'm obsessed with my body image. And mm-hmm. this has not always been in the forefront of my mind. Growing up, I I definitely was very self-aware that I was tall and didn't like it. What are you insecure about? My height. Why? Because I want to be 6'3". How tall are you? 6'2". Only until recently I actually like tried to do something about it to change myself and portraying like this perfect image to the world. And if I don't have this perfect image, then I think I'm the worst thing in the world. And if I'm the worst thing in the world, I think I deserve all these bad things like pain and suffering and et cetera, et cetera. You become your own worst enemy. And for me, with my eating disorder, as soon as I reached one goal, that was never good enough for me. I could always find something bad. And I was like pushing that goal farther and farther back. So it was unattainable. There was like, I couldn't get there. Like looking back on it, I was like, you could have stopped. But in the moment, I couldn't have stopped. At that point, I don't think you have control over your thoughts. And it killed my authenticity. Like, I was not myself going through that. Well, what ways does perfectionism play into your life now? Not if she doesn't dance anymore. You know, I'm perfectionist with my schoolwork. I'm perfectionist with my makeup, my outfits, like everything. It helps when I'm not wrapped up with other things and I can be a little bit more creative because honestly, perfectionism i'm i feel like i'm a naturally creative person and perfectionism is the opposite of being creative imagine that imagine just the perfect combo just so good for me so fucking good 
I always felt like I was fighting myself. No one's actually telling you these negative things that you think people are saying about you. They kind you. of weren't your situation, though. But you feel so alone when you... When you... ...are wrapped up in this ideal that you're trying to strive for. You are so alone. You feel so alone. I mean, I had no friends. I was constantly at the studio, and my friends at dance, you're competing against them. And I'm not a competitive person at all. I actually hate being competitive. It makes me like vis like my vagina goes like yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hate being competitive. I don't do it ever. It's kind of cringy to me. But you're forced to. You're competitive, I think. I can be, yeah. No, I, I mean I want to win. If we're playing a game, I yeah. want to win. I just sure. want everyone to have an equally nice time. That's not for me. <laughs> and when you think in extremes, that really ties into your self-worth. Because if you're not one extreme, you're the other extreme. Mm -hmm. Boom, depression. Boom, anxiety. Boom, boom. No sleep. Bus. Club. Another club. Another club. Plane. Welcome back to Hot Person of the Week. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. Now come on now. My hot person of the week is general, it's not actually a person, but it could be you listening right now. Anyone that opens up to someone about something that they're struggling with is a hot person of the week. And if you haven't, do it. You'll feel better. I was just extremely vulnerable <laughs> in this podcast, and I feel better about... You're glowing. You can share my princess crown if you want. Instead of just bottling up what you're going through, Say it out loud because you could be helping someone. You never Let know. Let it be known. Life's too short to not talk about your trauma. You can't grow until you share and work through what you've been through. I recommend talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. Talk to your dog. Talk to your cat. It doesn't really matter. Not that important. But don't do it if you're not ready either. You know, it takes time. It took me seven years. My hot person that we kind of plays into that. It, it is. Gemma Styles, <laughs> The queen herself. We love her. The better of the styles, as they say. I love the way that she opens up about her mental health. And I think that makes Gemma really hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. She's helped me feel more comfortable opening up about what I'm going through. And feel more like it's more of a safe space that other people will be welcoming to my story and not, not like make fun of me for going through something. Last week she asked people on her Instagram to open up about those mental illnesses that are typically have less representation. And she gave quotes from those people and it was really inspiring I and beautiful. I saw that post, yeah. I really appreciate her for raising the levels of awareness and understanding for these various mental health conditions that go unnoticed most of the time. All right, we love you, Gemma. She's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the moment. Now come on now. I am a completely different person than I was seven years ago. I look back at pictures now, photos of myself, the story of my life. and I can physically see the growth that I've made mentally. And I think my younger self would be extremely proud of where I've come today. I do too, honestly. Seeing growth in yourself is 
so beautiful. Even if it's a little bit, it's so beautiful to see change in your personality, in overcoming things. Be more authentic, discovering who you truly are. It, I think it's one of the most beautiful things that anyone can go through. It is. Tips that have helped me along the way. What do you think has helped me along the way as an outsider? I think removing yourself from toxic environments can do the world for you. Even if it doesn't feel right in the moment, it could help you. And there are people looking out for you that just want the best for you. I was so madly in love with the art form of dance that it was heartbreaking to walk away from it. But you gotta set those healthy boundaries. When you're bald, it's not a healthy boundary. (laughs) No, she was ripping your hair out. Something that I recently learned how to do is becoming an observer of my thoughts. Do you know what I mean when I say this? Mm-hmm. Okay, then you explain it. No. <laughs> it's not complicated. Well, you got it wrong when I was explaining it, mate. It's not complicated. Something that my friend told me her therapist said was that whenever you're having a panic attack or going through something where you're having racing thoughts, The first step is processing the situation. Stepping away and thinking about what am I thinking about? You know? Really moving. Looking at yourself as if you were the narrator of a novel and looking at yourself. Then you walk away from the situation. Wherever you are, just walk away or mentally escape. And then write about it in a journal, I do it in my phone notes app and lock all those notes, baby. Like, no one can see those. (laughs) And that helps me tremendously because then you realize that I am in control of my situation and it helps you get out of it. The fun thing about panic attacks is that they don't always last forever. When you journal after a panic attack, you see that you did get through it and that there is that light at the end of the tunnel. So it reminds yourself that you can get through this. This is only a temporary thing. There's a thing about just noticing your thoughts and accepting them and not judging them, putting them into a box, but not like being mad at yourself for thinking something. Well, we were just talking about all of our insecurities come from judging ourselves. But once you learn to not judge yourself for how you're thinking, it changes everything. I Stevie Nicks that shit so hard. I don't know how to talk about this in a non-cringy way, but taking breaks is so important. A lot of adults say, oh, don't feel guilty about taking breaks. Progress is taking breaks. And I cringe every time I hear it, because it's like, okay, sure. I still am have a, hard, a difficult time taking a break and not feeling guilty about it. I feel like I'm wasting time. Like, I could be productive right now, but I'm taking a break. But taking a break is probably one of the most productive things you can do. So, take a nap. Listen to Calm by Harry Styles. Hello. That makes me laugh every time. <laughs> me too. I'm sorry. Something else that has dramatically changed my mindset when it comes to being perfectionist is finding a type of exercise that I actually enjoy. Mind-blowing. It's a mind-blowing concept. I hate running. So me running is not productive for my health. 
I'm literally built as an athlete. Every blood test I've ever done has said that I am like over the normal limit of athleticness. So I'm not gonna run. And I found types of workouts and a balanced schedule that's actually healthy, that I enjoy. And it's not about Being physically yeah. becoming stronger. It's about refreshing my mindset, boosting my energy for the day. And honestly, it has been one of the biggest changes in my life since I've stopped dancing. I think that's great for you. I would like to preface this by saying exercise needs to be done in moderation and it has to be a thing that makes you happy. You can't be doing it to try to change the way you look because I know that at one point it was like that for me, which is what they call over-exercising where you're literally exercising yourself to oblivion and you can't, like you physically can't do it, but you're doing it anyways. As I start to exercise restriction is being like lifted and I'm slowly easing back into it. I love running. And do you? No, I actually do like running. Um, to the people who drink Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew, like, are y'all okay? You want to talk about it? Psycho. That's literally psycho behavior. <laughs> no one likes running. I feel like you're lying. <laughs> no, I'm not lying to myself. I like running. I think it's such a great release and. Yeah, go find yourself. Go yoga is a great thing. I love yoga. I'm not. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I'm, I was doing downward dog in the kitchen the other day, and I literally look like a toad. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I witnessed it. It was not a pretty sight. <laughs> do it with somebody. If you're worried about overexercising, do it with somebody and have them help hold you accountable. And some people, I think, might be embarrassed to exercise with other people, too, because it is a vulnerable thing. Exercise yeah. can be sensitive. Do it slowly. And also, if you find yourself over-exercising, ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing it for the right reasons? And should I explore other avenues of exercise? Yeah. Do something that genuinely makes you happy. You're not it takes a long happy. time to find that thing, though. It took me multiple months to find exactly what I like to do. And if you need tips, we're, our DMs are always open. Yeah, slide into the DMs. Slide into our DMs, baby. This for everybody going through tough times. Believe me, been there, done that. Well, that's enough trauma for today. A huge thanks to Moon Team Shop for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you go check them out on Instagram. Also, if you had a good time with today's episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or comment on our Instagram at We Are Socially Anxious. See you next time. Bye. Come back soon, boys.